Greetings all. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and what follows is a conversation between myself and Nick Bennett from the outfit Stepson. The reason for the conversation is to promote Stepson's appearance, thus the festival, Halloween Hysteria 2018, which is occurring at the Jubilee Hotel, which is in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane on Saturday, the 27th of October. So let's have a listen to what Nick has to say. Here we go. Hey, Nick, it's Andy McKay-Smith calling. How are you going? Good, yourself? Mate, plugging away. Just been at uni today and uh, preparing for a bloody speech I've got to give tomorrow. But you know how it is, mate. We sign up for these things, so we can't complain too much. Man, I would never sign up for doing a speech. That is not me. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) Let me tell you, I've volunteered for this as well, so balls to me. Um, (laughs) You You poor fella. Well, what it is, is I go to Bond on the Gold Coast and... Yeah. And you've got to get 100 bond points to graduate. So I'm trying to get all of my bond points accumulated in the first couple of semesters so as I don't have to do it in the second, like in the last part of it. Smart guy, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I figure I'd get it all out of the way because it's all fairly tough stuff. None of them are easy, put it that way. But, you know, I I had a few things that I could uh, say uh, send in, a bit of a resume, and also I did a diploma in the past. I was able to send it in, but I'm just just trying to get it out of the way as quick as I can, to be frank. I only bloody imagine. (laughs) You know how it is, mate. But how's things been for oh, you guys? Yeah, good, man. Very good. I've had a bit of a, a bit of a long day today. I'm still at work right now. I'm just going down to get a feed and back up now. But nice. things are good, man. Things are things are busy. Things are busy in band camp, as always. Yeah, yeah. Well, I admire you guys. I'm, I'm a Brisbane lad uh, originally myself. Oh, okay, nice, so um, I I don't like I'd heard of you. And it was only with with this coming up here, this Halloween hysteria, this festival coming up here, that I was able to sort of dive in and see the hard work that you've been able to do. So, oh, cool, thanks. Is is this this festival for you guys? Is this something of a crowning achievement, or do you think this is just one step along the way to where you're needing to go to? You can look at it in both ways because it's it's been a while since we've done something like this. Like we, we were lucky enough we got to do Invasion Fest two years in a row, but. It has been kind of like since December last year since we'd done like a pretty cracker festival. Like, hmm. so it's just, it's a new thing because we haven't done one of these in Brisbane before. So, very cool to be given the chance to do something like this in Brisbane because that is definitely something we haven't done yet. Um, but in a sense, it does feel like we've been working pretty hard, kind hmm. of plugging away at all these other festivals. So, we're glad we've been given the chance to do this one. But hmm. like I said, in a sense, we've never been done something like this in Brisbane. So, I think that's the sickest part of all because. We do 18 plus, we do all ages, we did our first all ages about maybe a year and a bit the other day. Hmm. But we haven't done a big 18 plus one in a while either. Like, I think that's the coolest part. Yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting. Yeah, the lineup's pretty bloody good as well. So you've got. Uh, King, it is, man. Yeah, King Parrot and the Hard Ons. They're both legendary Australian outfits, of course, and the Bennies also, too. I'll throw them in for good measure there as well. But, mate, yeah, I, yeah, sure. I can't even count how many bands are on the bill here, but there must be over 30. So Yeah, I think it's. Like- 40 or something? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, it's a lot. I don't know how they do it. I really don't know how they, they yeah, sort out know, the back man. line. Yeah, a lot of work. Well, it's, and musicians are prone to drinking and carrying on too. That's the other thing. So if you're a band that's going to go on at 10 p.m., the likelihood of you being a bit out of your depth. Written off? Yeah, yeah written depth. off. That's where to put it. But you, for sure, man, you're spot on. Yeah, I mean, I'm a musician too, so I've seen it firsthand. I've never done yeah. it myself, of course, but I've seen it firsthand. And I've just finished reading Jimmy Barnes's book, and I don't know how the hell Cole Chisel 
survived with him out the front for so long, um, or how he did what he was doing. He's just got an iron constitution or something. But he's he's a rare exception. Most of us, mate, we have sort of five or six drinks. And I know for me, mate, my my limit of drinks when I'm playing is about three beers. But if you've been there for four or five hours prior to you going on stage, the chances of you of have, having already had a skinful is very high. Yeah, man, we've got a rule now. We, I, there was this one show we did like in 2015 at the Cambridge in Newcastle where I had, it was like $6 jugs or something ridiculous, oh, $4 jugs, something yeah. nuts. And I had like four before the set plus another couple of schooners. And I was like, normally we didn't really drink that much, but it was Newcastle, I hadn't been there. We had a lot of friends there at the time. So kind of just happened and I barely remember playing the set and Brock wanted to I might have punched me in the head or he wanted to he definitely <laughs> almost I think he might have made me cry that night because he definitely yelled at me but after that it was like no more like we had like a beer rule like no more than four or something like that yeah. mainly me but we behave now because that was a bad time <laughs> well yeah look I, I think I know Youngie from King Parrot's uh, sober these days but they look oh, like true. I think so, mate. God, I don't want to go misquoting here, but I think that's the case. Because I, I listened to a yeah, podcast okay. episode he did with a fella from Melbourne where he's talking about some of his his struggles or the demons that he's had with drinking drugs in the past. And yeah. I, and if there was a band that I thought would raise absolute havoc, it'd be King Parrot, but apparently that's not the case. So, uh, so which band do you think on the bill here, which band do you reckon huh. is going to cause the most havoc that way? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I feel like I, I, I wish I had the lineup in front of me because... Like a lot of the bands are going to be new bands to me as well. So that's really okay. cool. There's lots of bands I've never heard of or seen that I'll get to see and hear. So that's cool. But of the bands I know, I mean, there's been some pretty crazy times. Jack from Void of Vision. I've, we've, like, we've got some pretty great stories with Jack from Void of Vision. So we know those guys are a bunch of havoc. Um, and they're one of the bands we're definitely looking forward to the most as well. They're always sick. Um, just trying to think who else is on the bill that we know would cause havoc. God, it's a bit hard. I think all of them um, will from the I, I just I don't know most I of think, these bands yeah. either, but they're just looking at the names of the bands. These are hardcore, hard rock and heavy metal bands, a man of punk rock outfits. This there's gonna be some serious yeah. partying action going on. I reckon the Highlands will be a, a party. I think that's I think that's gonna be a, a party vibe the whole set throughout the rest of the night. I think they'll bring it. Um hmm. yeah. I don't know, it's a bit hard. I wish I had the line up in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I reckon those those guys will crank. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed, agreed. But just talking about you guys again, is it Stepson? Is that how you pronounce the name of the band? Stepson. Stepson. So like, like yeah, Stepson kind of yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, Stepson. How long have you guys been going for now? Um, I think we put out our first song, I think it was October something, like September 24th in like 2014. So hmm. just over four years as of like a couple of, maybe a couple of days ago almost, like a week Sweet. ago. Yeah, we yeah. just passed our four year anniversary actually. That kind of flew by. So yeah, four years, man. Have you found it difficult being a hardcore band in Brizzy? Uh, well, that's the thing. We're not even a hardcore band in Brizzy. I'm, I'm, me and Rob are the only ones in Brisbane. Oh. Uh, our bassist lives in Casino, New South Wales. Our drummer lives in Melbourne, and our vocalist is on the Goldie. So that's a little fun fact. That Shit. makes it hard to be a yeah, band well. anywhere. Mm. Um, but being a hardcore band in Brisbane, I guess, I, I know what you're talking about. So I guess it, we've, like, since we, in the four years we've been a band, we've seen, like, when we started, there were heaps of all ages venues, mm. and we've seen them all disappear as we were kind of kicking along, putting out more music, kind of building up our fan base, but then the opportunity to actually play to all, like, all age kids disappeared with it so that was kind of like frustrating but we've managed to like there's a few more like venues popping up so that's gonna start helping i think but there is a lot of like good hardcore bands up here as well like she cries wolf like vitals like i'm not gonna see her name because there's lots of them but hmm. um 
yeah, it's like the propensity is there. It's just, I think, the, the venue opportunity. 18 plus, it's, there's heaps, which is awesome. It's always great having tons of options for 18 plus shows to play and see, but hmm. it's the all ages ones that are a problem now. So um, we like it. We, we obviously, we don't like our, all ages was kind of like our thing to begin with. That's where we had the most engagement and stuff. So it was, it's been a shame to see the opportunity for kids to keep coming out disappear, but hopefully that's something that does change. It looks like it is because mm-hmm. there's a couple of venues popping up, but hopefully it becomes easier to be a high school band in Brisbane over the next coming years again. So yeah, yeah. that's something to look forward to. Look, I guess the scene that I came through was E Rosie's. I used to play at Rosie's on uh, uh, Edward Street back in the day. Oh, the yeah, dark. true. Okay. Yeah, I used to play that's there. the other thing, like, none of us being from, from Brizzy, we also missed the whole, like, snitch era. Like, even that. Like, yeah, Rosie's, that's like, what I, I played, about, snitch. Yeah, like, exactly. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. Like, I hear about that stuff. I'm like, yeah, we missed that whole thing. Like, we weren't even around. We were around just as the bright side came about. So even we were like, oh, the bright side, that's like snitch, right? Um, oh, yeah, so I used to play snitch as well. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, good old Ian Redmond doing the sound. I think he's probably going to be doing the sound for Halloween Hysteria as well. I, oh, I don't cool. know that for a fact, but I hope he is because he's about the best in the business in my view. And um, Yeah, I, I remember those days quite fondly actually because, uh, look, you were inevitably playing in front of other bands and friends of other bands and your own friends, but it was the way you cut your teeth in the scene was going to Rosie's and playing Snitch and the other nights that they had on through the week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah, and, because that's like, I feel and, like every band, like these days, it's like bands like back then would want to play Snitch. Like, Crystal's always been one of those venues, I think, where bands are like, that's a bucket list kind of venue for a lot of people as well. Hmm. Like, back in the day, I feel like that could have been one too. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess the Bright Side's a bit different because that's like a Destroyer Line's own venue. But Snitch, I, my old band played there once, and it was a very odd little venue. Hey, it was like a caged almost. Bit I remember seeing a cage cut. Yeah. yeah, a bit of a dungeon. Yep, bit of a dungeon. I don't know what it is these days. I think it's a restaurant or something like that. But it was a real shame when it closed down. Uh, I mean, very, very few bands. You you want to play in a great venue, and most of the venues in the city are really bloody good, and that was one of them. But it just gave you a sense mm. of achievement and accomplishment when you played there, I found. Exactly. That's, that's yeah, that's kind of what I was saying before. I think you nailed that on the head just then, actually. Just like, it's like, you feel accomplished. Like, cool, I got to play Crowbar. Like, heaps of awesome bands have played there. So you're like, mm. I've done that now. So you get the, you know, the talismatic crowbar lounge photo or whatever so and the cool <laughs> thing is that um this halloween is we haven't played jubilee hotel i've never set foot in there so it's always awesome playing new venues because it's like playing a new city because different people go to different venues more than others people have favorite venues and just being somewhere unfamiliar playing to hopefully heaps of unfamiliar and familiar places that we sick too so yeah i'm keen to play a different venue like it's, it's exciting playing new venues and the tour we've got coming up with playing heaps of different venues as well so that's um that's equally as exciting as the shows themselves, I reckon. Yeah, tell us about the tour you've got going. Is that an East Coast tour, is it? Yeah, so it's like uh, that show, that Brisbane show, is actually the start of it. And then we've got the weekend after that, we've got one in Sydney the Friday night, Canberra the Saturday night, uh, Wollongong the Sunday. And the weekend after that, we've got Bendigo Friday and then uh, Stay Gold, like the new or kind of returning Dal night in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, the Saturday. And then we've got an all to show Sunday. So yeah, it's just an East Coast. Um, we're taking a band called Aftertouch um, from Wollongong. They're going to come as well. So it's going to be us two. It's going to be sick. Mm. And yeah, we haven't done a headline tour in over a year. So that's also exciting because we get to play new songs. We get to retire old ones, headline again. So that's that's equal. Like, that's why I'm most excited for that. And it's the hysteria. Yeah. Sort of things like the best way to start a tour too. It's always good starting with a bank. So that'll be sick. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you learn, I, I don't want to put a figure on it, but if I was going to, I'd say you learn 10 times as much being a headliner and having to organise things yourself than you do being a support act. Does that resonate for you as well? 
I th- uh, yeah, I do agree because like playing shows because I'm I'm pretty hectic at work these days. Where like, to the point where like I'll work for twelve hours and sometimes I'll play oh, a show with like my other band and I'll like I just I won't have the mental capacity or exhaust like the effort in me to actually do anything. So I'll go home and I hate doing that because I'm just too tired. So what this would be great for headlining is we get to we're there the whole time. That's the whole point. That's the best part. We get to have fun with everyone the whole night. It's mm-hmm. also great because me and Jaden have both got experiences booking tours ourselves. So okay. yep. I used to book tours for other bands, manage other bands, uh, cool. and I booked Steps on for the first couple of years. And now Jaden kind of, we've got like a like a manager, Liam, but Jaden also does all of it too. So it's great having like two people plus our booking agent that all kind of know what they're doing, have experience. So it makes like the organizing of the tours easier, mm-hmm. but the running of the shows on the day is still like, like you said, the challenging part where you learn a lot more because obviously if you we're taking like a big lighting rig and like Aaron's the sound guy for top mm-hmm. videographer so we're going like big on this one so this is going to be the learning curve for us our headline tour where we just up the ante in every way um yeah so this will be the testing one i reckon but that's why i'm it's probably the most excited being for a tour in quite some time especially for a headliner you're ready for it too you know that I'm, I'm just looking here on youtube and the three videos that i can certainly see available so come with me he's got a hundred thousand views over 12 months Never mind me has yep. two hundred and fourteen thousand views over twenty four months, and um, this is how it feels has one hundred and thirty five thousand views over over thirty six months, so three years. So you, you've yeah. you've got the support and the goodwill in the community there for you to do a headline tour, mm, which is awesome. It's not. I feel like it's something not everyone's lucky enough, and it's not because they're not a hardworking or awesome band. It's just sometimes things like come like fall into place in certain ways. I'm sure there's been times where we've been graced with good fortune, but we've obviously worked really hard for it too. We kind of came into the band knowing what we wanted to do kind of didn't turn out the way we wanted it in a way we wanted to be like a punk band. We kind of wanted to not be like one of those, Oh, feels like more hardcore kind of yeah. oh, like sad boy kind of things. But then we put out like our heaviest song we've ever done as our first song. And it's what everyone said straight away. We we're like, crap, that did not work. All right, well, let's write it out then. Yes, that's <laughs> us. But, um, yeah, it's, um, Crap, I honestly forgot what the original question was, to be honest. I kind of waffled there a little bit. No, you're fine, mate. No, it's just I'm just noticing <laughs> that you've got a lot of support there on social oh, yeah, media. The, and the and support there and stuff. Yeah, yeah and it's, I'm, I'm just reading the comments here on YouTube. Um, there's not often that I say this, but this is a quick scroll, okay? So if there's 50 comments, I can't see a negative one. I can see um, a, a lot of stuff like um, a great, you know, just one line is great. But there's one here that says, and it's got 50 likes on it, uh, one of the best melodic hardcore bands ever. So you've got to take that on board because, you know, you've got to take yeah, feedback, and, good and bad, so bloody might as well take the good one. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Every night, you know, the, the bad one, but you you kind of read it and you go, why would they have thought about it? And you kind of think about it and you maybe even the way take it on if they're like, the vocals are crap or that guitar line suck. You're kind of like, I wonder what he meant. You kind of think about mm-hmm. it and you kind of move on, but that's, that's always going to happen. Anything like you're going to have people that don't encourage what you do, and that's fine because they're the people that matter the least. Um, they're the people you got. You can work hard to win over, and that's an accomplishment itself. But we are lucky. We've had like a strong backing. Like we've had because we've all come from previous bands, and we all we already had a network built. So we are lucky. Our friends backed us from the beginning. We're also lucky that people appreciate what we did early on. And hearing stuff like that, whilst counterparts will always be the best melodic hardcore band ever, um, it's cool to hear people say shit like that about us. So that's still mm. pretty cool. And oh. yeah, like we do see some pretty crazy stuff. And like we've had. Like people come up to like mainly Brock and Jen because they're the vocalists and Brock's a man. There, people have gone up to them at shows and told them some like really like humbling and like emotional like open stuff. So that's the kind of stuff I think we appreciate the most. And people 
connect mm. to a point where they can like literally ball their eyes out in front of us and it'd be like shit yeah. not weird and just be like a normal like normal like yeah we gotcha like they've got you you support us we support you kind of stuff and yeah we've got people that like you know back us because they like the heavy parts we've got people that like us for our more melodic stuff so it's cool that we can just cater to different people and people actually like it so <laughs> helps when people like it it does it does well it, it, it's what it's okay you're doing it for yourself there's no doubt about that but you can't do it unless you have an audience it is entertainment after it. all yeah, absolutely, and we're lucky. We are exceptionally lucky, actually. We've haven't really put out. We put out an EP within two months of being a band, followed that with another six track, like six months later. So we've got twelve songs out in the first ten months, and since then we've put out like a three track, like electro EP, mm-hmm. and then two singles. So we've been like people. Like, thank you, everybody, obviously, because it's hectic. Because <laughs> like, yeah. um, we've been kind of nursing an album, trying to write it for a long time, and it's finally happening. And people have waited way too long for it. So the fact that people still come to shows, more people come each time, which is the best part somehow. Mm. So it's just amazing that people actually are still coming. We're not like forgotten because we've just been trying to write the best thing we could and not rush it. And it's cool that people are understanding that because they're the ones that will make it happen. The reason we're obviously doing it. So mm. no one wants to listen to us if, yeah, like no one's going to come if we don't write good stuff. So we appreciate people continuing to, back us at the shows we do play even if we're playing the same song we were a year ago because that'll change very soon and hopefully we can pay everyone back for what they've paid for to us i guess you got a good attitude man i'll hand it to you yeah i can hear how enthusiastic <laughs> you are about your music and about what you're doing and it's you, you need to have that never lose that by the way because uh, oh absolutely man. Uh, yeah. it's it's bloody hard when you lose the enthusiasm for it but you're contractually bound to be doing things it's like a job then and uh, <laughs> music should never be it, a job it, it can and that's it, man. Like, there's been times where I've been less motivated, but it has never been because of music. It's been because of other things. And once I've sort of that other stuff, music's been the only thing that I have had. So um, it's, like, one of the only things I... Like, obviously, up, up Liverpool Football Club, support those guys. Oh, yeah. That's my passion. But football, always... Uh, sorry, yeah, um, music, like... Yeah, if you're not going to be passionate about it, like, there is people I know that have obviously been bands for a long time, and you can start tell you can start to tell when someone's, like, wearing over it. And the great thing is we keep having these moments like every couple of months, whether it be in the studio, we will write a riff. Like that's like our new best riff ever. Or we'll play a show like we did recently where we sold it out and it was the craziest thing ever. And we were just like, okay, this is still amazing. This is the best thing we've done so far. And we just like got that kick up the ass to be like, we need to like continue to deliver like this because people like really enjoyed it. And it's been a long time since we've had this much fun. So now we've got to like back it up and keep, keep everyone else as enthusiastic hopefully as we are because obviously if we don't keep at it it's not going to happen so yeah that'll be great I'm, I'm just so excited because it's been so long coming and yeah it's been a lot of stress obviously but it's happening and that's the best part <laughs> yeah no agreed mate well congratulations on what you've been doing and i certainly hope i can get along to the halloween hysteria which is occurring on the 27th of october but i might even have a gig myself that night actually because i play oh, no, i play no. in a cover band around town so at the casino and irish murphy's and places like that so um oh, but if i can get along i'll definitely get along because that way i can do a review and uh maybe catch up and share that bevy after you've played or before you've played oh man <laughs> yeah well we'll limit it to four before i play but after that we'll go unlimited i'm sure i'm sure we're like <laughs> we can obviously talk to some people and see what we can do about like getting you there anyway so, yeah sweet man Let, leave that with me okay mate no worries at all well um look thanks very much for the comment you have been listening to the scars and guitars podcast series syndicating for the a-list online My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that conversation featured Nick Bennett from the Brisbane Melodic Hardcore Outfit, Stepson. Thank you so much for listening.